Hi, this is Cole. And this is Carly. Welcome to our podcast, Shrieks and Shivers. Today, we'll be reviewing The Village from 2004. Residents of a village are haunted by monsters in the woods that keep them contained in the safety of their town. So this movie, um, it was, it was, sorry, it was made in 2004, um, and it is continuing our theme of cults or groups that people can't escape. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I was supposed to say that first, wasn't I? No, no, it's uh, fine. So our characters are, um, our main character is Lucius Hunt. He is played by Joaquin Phoenix. And then we got a main girl character, Ivy Walker. She's played by Bryce Dallas Howard. Um, we have Lucius's mom, Alice Hunt, who's played by um, sci-fi queen. I can never say her name correctly. Sorgeny, Sorgeny Weaver. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we have Noah Percy. He's played by Adrian Brody. And then Edward Walker, who's played by William Hurt. And then we have a lot of other cast members, but those are kind of our main ones. Yeah, you have that kind of weird guy who plays like um, he he's he's like a side character, but he's 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 become a bigger actor nowadays. Okay, who is that? Uh, I don't know his name. Uh, he he played in the Facebook movie. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, I hear you saying this but I don't know who which one you're talking about that's fine I feel like this movie well like uh for uh the woman who played Ivy Elizabeth Walker uh Bryce Dallas correct Bryce Dallas yes I feel this was like her starting point she was in theaters and plays and um M. Night Shyamalan who uh I guess saw her he he didn't she didn't even have to audition he's like hey you're just gonna be in this movie and she was like great Mm mm-hmm which I think is pretty cool. Could you imagine having a big director just see your performance on stage and be like, I want you in my movie? That is pretty cool. And then I know before we started recording, you said that this movie actually did pretty good for itself. Oh, yeah. Like, um, it was $60 million to make, but it, like, more than doubled the amount in box office, in theater. I think when... So I remember watching this movie when it came out, like, in 2004, um... We ended up, we didn't go to the theater to watch it, though. We watched it when it came out in, on Blockbuster. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was pretty good at that time, but that was a long time ago. So re-watching this film, I ended up being a lot more nitpicky about things. I, I had the same feelings. Like, I remember being so scared of it when I was a kid. Like, I was terrified of the monsters and just the, like, the, um, the energy in the movie. But then watching it, I was kind of like... I was like, I guess it's only scary to kids and preteens. I think one of the things about this movie is that, like, you know, you supposedly have this monster that is, you know, scaring the villagers. And that is, like, supposed to be your main point of conflict or tension in the movie. But that's not really, like, the movie doesn't really stick with that very long. So you almost feel, end up feeling like there's actually not a true conflict in this movie. There really isn't. Like, the only conflict is people are afraid of society. Yeah, it's a lot more of a philosophical conflict than, like, an actual scary monster movie. And 
I think that's one of the things I'm not sure I like about that this movie is that it was like I thought of it as like a horror movie or like a monster movie um, when it was first coming out but instead it's a lot more of a you know like just to take on society and stuff so I want to say there was a movie I had it either came out this year or last year. It's I don't know if it did really well. I think a lot of people didn't like it. And I think it's very questionable. But I think it does a better job. It kind of is like the village. It's called Antebellum. Where like this um uh, uh, black woman. Who she's like successful. And she runs a business and everything. She uh, goes to this like. Uh, for this like this um, out of town meeting or something. For her business. And she wakes up on a plantation. And it's like she's back in time. Like, you know, they have to, they work in the fields and like, you know, and that in a way is a lot more scarier than the village because it's also like a twist of like, hey, I was in the presence. Now I'm in the past and here I am now a slave and I have to escape. And I think that did a better job. At the end, it still was kind of a flop, I believe. Like a lot of people didn't like it, but like in a way that seems scarier than the village. You know what I mean? Yes. Um, I think both of them, in a way, they kind of explore a similar vein of anxiety, though, right? Like, Antebellum is looking at, like, how the past was harmful for that person and how terrifying it would be, like, and how the past is still impacting her life. You know what I mean? Yes. In the present. Whereas this one is about, like, they're trying to, they idolize the past. And so they're trying to get back to this more simple, idyllic kind of lifestyle and at the end of the day the same anxieties the same struggles the same you know things still exist in their world even though they tried to eliminate it because what it comes down to is human nature exactly and that's the thing I couldn't understand they think that by isolating themselves they were going to create like you said earlier a utopia but you still have murder you're you're still in a way you're terrorizing your own people to control them and as a bigger like couldn't you relate that to how the government controls people in a way Mm -hmm. so like you're no better than the society that you ran from I think um the timing that this movie came out is also kind of an indicator of of why people might have wanted to isolate around that time or why they may have wanted to leave like a city and go out and just live on their own like in the woods somewhere and I mean, it came out in 2004, but that was just a few years after um, 9-11. And like we had spoke about this a little bit earlier, that media and the way films and stuff, the things films and stuff portrayed at that time changed a lot due to 9-11. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with you there. And, you know, I always think there is that like, you know, we all have that feeling, you know, when we're exhausted by work and society and the expectations put on us because of the way we live there's that like uh, oh if only I lived in the like olden times when sure my animals and my crops stayed alive and I would be amazing but this movie does reflect that yes going back in time sounds nice it sounds enjoyable but is it really because you're dying from like the most mediocre things or if you do get badly injured your life kind of is shit yeah like you're more likely to die from something that could be treated or preventable nowadays because you don't have that medicine or the technology to, you know, fix that. And then I think this movie does a good job of portraying like all the good aspects at the beginning. Like, you know, oh, they have these 
big village dinners together and they have all their food goes well and you know they're obviously not struggling with their crops or their livestock and I want to say another thing that um, (laughs) I thought was interesting about this movie they all have quite a bit of clothing you know what I mean like if you were having to make all of your clothing you it would take you a while to make one outfit so you would not just have like tons and tons of outfits like they do like we see them always wearing like a different outfit and um that's just not how it was back in the day when you had to make your own clothing you might have a few nice outfits and that's it like I feel like the village is kind of like the um the ideal of living oh it must be so nice like it's kind of like the fantasy version and if you want to really see the real version watch the witch because it's like that's the real like way it would be Yeah, like you're wearing the same outfit for weeks on end because it takes, like, you have to think, if you weren't buying fabric in bulk to make, like, you have to make the fabric from scratch. So that means you're getting the wool or you're getting, you know, whatever uh, materials you're using for your fabric and you're having to either weave or sew or knit that together first before you even start putting it into an art, like, making it into an article of clothing. Yeah. And like your harvest isn't always going to be great and your animals aren't always going to be, you know, surviving. Yeah, your your crops may fail and then you might die that winter because you didn't you don't have enough food. And I believe like I don't know if this is in Pennsylvania. I feel like it's more up north, but man, those winters, I'm sorry, like they had very nice like their village was very nice and I just feel like there must have been like some struggle or issues along the way. So just to jump into the plot twist of this movie, we find out about maybe halfway to three quarters into the movie that they are not living in olden times like we were made to believe that they're actually living in the modern times. But these people, they all met like at a counseling group after they lost loved ones due to violent crimes in the city. And they decided to move out and start this like little paradise, this little utopia. And so that's what they did. And they have created these monsters that the people who originally moved out there um, and started the village, they came up with to kind of scare the younger residents into staying, which is very messed up because like they're not even like they don't let any of them know that there's another place out there. They're just like there's monsters in the woods. So don't ever go into the woods. And it's also, like, when y'all die out, do you just expect your, like, your closest, like, people for you to bring in to, like, you know, follow your example? Yeah. And then I also want to point out the fact that in a few generations, maybe, like, I don't know how many it would take, but there wasn't that many of the founders to begin with. So if they're marrying their children to each other, like eventually they're going to run out of people to marry off because the bloodline's going to be too close. Yeah. And I just want to point this out. I don't know if it was intentional or unintentional, but there was not a single person of color in that village. They were all white people. Yes. It's a very white <laughs> village. I'm, I'm like, you're telling me in the big city where crimes are being committed, only the white people were like, we need to leave. And I can understand because, you know, like um, people of color are usually brighter and smarter in dangerous situations. So they were like, I'm not going into the woods with a bunch of white people. <laughs> Cole, you're funny. Um, 
I also want to point out that in the picture we see, it almost looks like they decided to leave like in the 60s or 70s. So it would have been about, you know, I don't know how many years. 30 years, 40 years, maybe. It could have been less than that. Maybe the picture is from the 80s. Who knows? I just don't. I just can't. It just seems so dramatic to be like, you know what, guys? Let's just go into the woods, into a nature preserve, first of all. And, you know, kind of, first of all, you're cutting down trees in a nature preserve. You're messing with the ecosystem in a nature preserve. But but it's not even a nature preserve, Colt. So let me kind of explain it a little bit. So the main guy of the village, like kind of the leader that everybody looks to, his name is Walker. And his family apparently was extremely, extremely wealthy. So he bought this land and he says it's a nature preserve, but it's truly just where they have the village at. And that's why they don't want anyone going there or going around them. I just like from an honest point of view, I'm trying to like imagine like that the government isn't like keeping tabs on these people. And my thing is, so you're spending all this money to pay security guards to watch y'all's perimeter all the time, to make sure no airplanes fly above you all of the time. You could have taken that money and made the world, like, a better place. You could have moved to a safer place. But instead, you decided to, you know, you and a bunch of your friends go out in the woods, start families and lives, and then terrorize your children into getting stuck there and not going out into the world. Now it seems more believable because there's a really rich person involved. You know, rich people are, in my opinion, very selfish. So I could honestly see that. Like, I could imagine, like, Elon Musk or um, what's the other man's name um, going out and doing something radical like that. Maybe. I think also this uh, movie could be kind of a telling, like a retelling in a way of, you know, the story of Cain and Abel. Why do you say that? Because it's like they start off in paradise and then one of the boys gets jealous about the other boy, you know, because he's going to marry Ivy. And so he gets stabbed. Yeah, And in a way, I understand they're trying to give their children a better life, but they're really neglecting their children to some extent. Yes. Because that boy, Noah, like, telling me, like. I understand not being able to process your emotions, but stabbing another person because they're marrying Ivy or marrying a girl, marrying the person you love is just a very like um, dramatic thing to do. But it kind of, in a way, it's like, um, what was I going to say? It makes me think of mice and men. You know what I mean? Yes. And it's actually the way they portrayed Noah's character is so terrible because they just portrayed him as like, I don't know. Like, dehumanizing? Yes, in a very dehumanizing way. I and mean, then he becomes the monster. Oh. Yes. And then Ivy leads to, he chases Ivy which leads to him being killed. Yeah. Uh, it's questionable this movie is. Also, um, I get that they were probably trying to do something a little like, you know, um, unexpected by having the blind girl go out and find the medicine and save the day. (laughs) But I just, I'm questioning Mr. Walker's um, logical reasoning of sending his blind daughter to go through the woods, which she's never been through before on her own to find medicine. Like, 
I will say, like, it's great that there's some representation for, you know, blind people. But in a way, it's like maybe it would have been better with a real blind actress. But, you know, this is 2004. So I'm kind of asking for a lot here. But, um, yeah, it just it doesn't seem like I understand that because she's blind, even if she sees the real like, you know, the modern world, she can't like recognize that or realize it. So, of course, he would use her. But still, he's sending his. I don't even know how far she walked. I would say like it took her two days to reach the um, fence. So that's quite a far walk for someone, especially for someone who can't see and very dangerous because even if there are no monsters, you still have wildlife such as, you know, coyotes, wild dogs, um, bobcats, cougars. And they'll like, if she falls, she could die. Yeah, like, we almost, she almost does fall into a pit and die, and she catches herself and then has to, like, drag herself back up. But it's like, she got lucky there. And I don't understand, when Nova fell into the hole, was there something down in there? Was it, like, a booby trap? Like, was there, like, spikes or something? Because Nova dies in that hole. I don't know if it's, like, the fall killed him because he just ran straight down, and so he just fell straight. Or if it was, like, something in the costume, in the monster costume he was wearing, ended up, like, impelling him. Yeah, I just felt kind of, like, I get that, like, in a way, no. It, I just, I felt so weird that it was, like, Noah was the one to die and be punished. I, I, I kind of, like, like, I didn't really enjoy the movie that much, but that kind of made it even worse for me. Well, I think in a way they were like tying up loose ends. They're like, okay, now the person who stabs Lucius has been punished and is dead. And now and then- they also use it as a warning like, look, Noah went into the woods and the monsters got him. And that's the crazy thing. They still like, they're, they're still like set in their ways. They're like, you know what? It doesn't matter who dies, who gets injured. We're going to stay out here in the woods and we're going to continue living in this, like, we're still going to make our children believe we're still in ancient times. Not ancient times, but, you know, in the past. Old times, yeah. Yeah. Ugh. Like, even if I'm putting my daughter, Ivy, in danger, it's all worth it. Mm-hmm. I just, I think it's just crazy. And like you said, there's real, there's really no conflict because, like, like once you find out the monsters aren't real, it's kind of like, the movie has to wrap up at this point. Like, the only real conflict is Ivy getting that medicine. Yes. And so, in a way, this movie ends up becoming more, like, about a love story than about, like, you know, a horror story or even a thriller. That's what it's marketed as, as a thriller. But I really didn't think it, like, it didn't feel like a thriller to me. It felt like a thriller in the beginning. I think the best part was when, like, the monsters appeared and that guy starts ringing the bell and, like, everyone's running to their homes. Because that felt very energetic. Like, oh, you gotta hurry. You gotta lock the doors. You gotta, you know, shut the windows. And Ivy has her hand out just waiting, waiting for um Lucius to, like, grab her hand and the monster's coming. And I like that. But then, like, knowing that the monsters aren't human, like, are human, it kind of sucks the energy out. Yeah. Um, what was I going to say? I like, and also I don't like, I didn't like the romance that much just because Lucius, I'm sorry, Joaquin Phoenix is a good actor, but Lucius just felt so bland. Yes. (laughs) He did feel kind of bland in this movie. 
even when he's talking to Ivy, he's like, I think of you every day. He says it so monotone. I'm like, is this romance? And th- in that part, I'm like, he sounds so angry. I'm like, geez. Like, I'm like, Ivy, are you sure you want to get with this man? Yeah. Can I just say, I honestly, and like, I don't know, Ivy is a good character as well, but like, how do I say this without being rude? Ivy, Lucius, and Noah aren't that interesting to me. I think that's the thing, is that like, I felt like this movie had a lot of elements in it that could have made it very, very interesting, but none of those elements were played out very well. No. Like, and also it's like, can I say something? The shock value in this movie I feel like I'm just ripping this movie apart. Wasn't that great to me? Because the first time there's a skin animal, I get it. It was kind of gross. I was like, ew, that's nasty. And then like the second time there's a skin animal. And then the third time there's a skin animal. And I'm like, can the monsters do something else other than just skin animals? Yes. (laughs) But I guess they can't really attack the people. I don't know. It just felt like, like, I don't know. Like the skin animal was like a shock value in the beginning. And then it just kept getting reused. And then it's also like they had already scared the villagers so much the first time. Why did they have to do it again, like at the wedding? Yeah. It just felt like they were going overboard to keep control of everyone. And then what I don't get is no one was even talking about leaving the village in the beginning. And there's a skinned animal. So it felt like someone was just being a weirdo. Well, I think it's because Lucius had been suggesting like he could go and get medicine for them. And they were like, how do we how do we make him feel bad? How do we like ensure he stays in line? Yeah. Or you know what would have been better if they just had one person designated like one of the elder designated to bring in medicine and they had like made a treaty with the monsters and only that person like that would have like solved your whole problem. Yeah. Because you said they're like die. And I don't even know let's just let our children die and let's all dress up in costumes and scare the rest of them. Because, Carly, I'm sorry. Like, if my child is sick in front of me, I don't care if I made a pact with everyone. I'm leaving to go get medicine and I'll come back. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not going to. Like, could you imagine just sitting there watching your child die and just like knowing that like right down the road, there's a CVS or a pharmacy? It's crazy to me also because it's like, you know, none of the elders ever wanted to leave. Like, they all just decided to stay there. They None of them missed their old lives. Yeah. Like, and it's, like, weird because the elders aren't very smart. Like, I remember, like, Ivy's at the, like, the... I think it's the wedding or I can't remember what. And that old lady sitting next to her and she's like, my sister died in an alley. It's like, can you shut up? (laughs) <laughs> well, they use those stories to scare the, to explain why they have to stay in the village and why the towns are such bad, immoral places. And see, right there, that also kind of feels very, like we said in the, uh, in the beginning, kind of like, um, what's the word? Like, a, not, like, you know, the fear of the big city. It's better to live out in the earth, like the, um, what is it called? The rule? Yeah. Like, it almost makes you wonder if, like, like you said at this time, if maybe the public fear was living in the city. Mm-hmm. I don't so, know. overall, what did you think about the plot twist in this movie? I think, oh, I don't know. Like, I, I get maybe back, like, 
in 2004, the plot twist was pretty surprising. Like, oh my gosh, these people are the monster. But to me, it sucks the energy completely out of this movie. Like, the fear is gone. There's nothing to be scared about. It's just, it's a costume. Yes, I wish there had actually been a real monster. Um, I will say, this movie is really, really pretty. Um, The scenes in it are very beautiful. The costumes look really nice. Everything looks good. So it does capture, like, the idyllic, you know, beautiful rural living. Everything looks like a dream. Everybody's working together to take care of each other. I agree with you on that. It was really pretty imagery. And I love the, like, like I love the red because it stands out so much from the flowers to the berries to even the blood. Mm-hmm. It's just so vibrant against, like, <laughs> they're very calm. Miltos. And I love when they wear the village. yellow near the village. I mean, near the woods. I like that outfit, too. Yes. I think it's interesting that they've, like, built up these rituals in a way in order to, like, you know, maintain, like, control of the the village and their children, you know? And I think that's where kind of, like, the cult aspects comes into it. Because, um, like, they have these traditions. They have, like, you know, like, they put so much work into making you think this monster is real. Like, they literally built watchtowers. And they have, like, um a wall. Not a wall. Like, um a fence surrounding their village of, like, lanterns that have to stay burning. You know, I'll say, I think if these vill- if these elders really wanted to, you know, do their part, one of them would have sacrificed themselves as and been a victim for their monster. Well, see, and that's what I would like to see if maybe later on when they get closer to death, if they would, like, you know, do such a thing. But in a way, it's kind of crazy because, like, like I said before, they use fear to control their children. And by doing so, they're no better than the city. Mm-hmm. Because, like, they're allowing murder. They're allowing, you know, uh, essentially abusing animals. Yeah. They're allowing their children to die. Yeah. Things easily treated just to uphold this ideal of um, a perfect life. But I wonder if they think, like, that's more natural. You know how some people are like, like they don't want to give their kids like the vaccine but if their kid dies to like a natural disease they're kind of like you know it's I don't know how they do that but like they accept it yeah well like one of the elders had told um Mr. Walker like we all took an oath we all knew sacrifices would need to be made and it's like but you're sacrificing your children's lives and maybe that's a statement in itself like you're sacrificing your children's future just so you can get the present you want. But later on, they eat their words because their son dies and they're grieving and they're like, well, you know, we have to use this as an example and not to go into the woods. Yeah. Which, which you know, like, maybe that makes them change their minds. Um, it's funny because out of this whole thing, out of the whole village, it's like one village has a whole bunch of children and then all the other villagers just have like one child. Yeah. Like Ivy and Kitty, they have like a ton of siblings and they're Mr. Walker's children. And then everybody else just has one kid, one or two kids. And he was crazy. I think, I wonder if Mr. Walker's wife died like, See, uh, in childbirth. That's what I was thinking too, because it's like, hinted at that maybe him and Miss Hunt will get together. 
yeah, which would be super strange since, you know, their children are in love. Um, also, there were some funny moments in this film. I love the fact when Kitty expresses her love for Lucius. Yes. And I love the fact that when Kitty also marries somebody else, the other boy and Ivy, her sister, is really hugging her really hard. The other boy's like, is she gonna is she gonna squeeze my shirt that hard? <laughs> you know, I just want to say, uh, what was it? Like, I think I feel like I say this a lot when it comes to uh, our movies and shows or our movies, but I feel like this might have been better as a TV show. Like, I feel like if they had drawn it out more and, you know, gone more into like the cult and the ritual, it could have been a really good like uh, TV series. I think if, you know, there had been a little bit more to Ivy's adventure out and it wasn't just her stepping onto a road, like climbing into over fence and stepping onto a road and a guard finding her and then being able to bring her the medicine. If she had actually been forced to go and make contact with, you know, civilization, it would have been a better story. Oh, yeah. I feel I feel like it wrapped up too like like you're telling Neatly. me a girl. Yeah, too neat. I mean, because then at that point, it's like all our stakes are gone. Like, you know what I mean? Like the stakes we put in the movie, like our feelings and stuff. It's like Noah died. But at that point, we didn't feel that bad for Noah because he stabbed Lucius. Um, We realize Ivy gets back and she more than likely Lucius lives and it's a happy ever after story. Whereas it could have been like Ivy could have got out into the real world and then the whole thing could have came out and they could have had to face that conflict or Lucius could have died and that would have been horrible and sad but it would have added more depth to the movie or like if Ivy had come to realize that there was like I don't know maybe not a modern world but that the villages or the city wasn't bad yeah or Um, was it bad as they've been led to believe yeah or I would have liked I know this sounds crazy but like if the monster was real like at the very ending I know this would have been dumb but, like, something appears. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, something else to give the movie just a little more flavor. Like, mm. Like, yeah, inner... like, a little more, mm, a little more of kick to it. I just, I feel like the movie couldn't figure out what it wanted to be. But I think a lot of it is, the main question it's asking is, like, like, kind of, like, do you think the elders were wrong? Like, yes. they're trying to give their children a perfect life, and it's like, eh. I just think it's like, like, it, like you said, it's not this town's that's bad. It's just, you know, sometimes you just got a horrible human nature. And then it's, it shows that even in a perfect place, like, that nature can still come out, because human nature there's always going to be jealousy there's always going to be anger we're always going to have those darker emotions too the only thing i don't well wasn't you know it's never no one ever says what he is Uh, you know people mention it i just wish it wasn't he wasn't painted in such a light of being like special you know what i mean yeah he was a normal guy because most of the time it's the normal people that are going to you know do the crime yeah like, in a way, it kind of made it seem like, oh, no, if you're a normal, able-bodied human being, you're not going to do anything evil or wicked, which we know is so not true. Because, like, anytime you have an isolated, um, you have people isolated together, someone's going to commit, commit crime in one way or another. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
Well, you know, when he first stabbed um, Lucius, I thought he maybe he didn't realize just exactly what he'd done. And he seemed really shocked at, shocked at first. But then he picked up the knife and stabbed him, like, again. And I was like, okay, no, he, he's definitely doing that on purpose. I just think it's kind of terrible to paint, like, you know, your own, like, to have your only special character be the murderer, you know, or be the mm-hmm. attacker. Like, it kind of leaves a bad taste in my mouth. So, that's pretty much my thoughts on the movie, Cole. I don't know if you have any additional thoughts. No, I feel like we kind of, like, went through it. We went through everything that I wanted to talk about as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, this movie, there's not, like, a ton to it, so. Yeah, we, it's like, it doesn't take long to flush, like, to go through everything. But um, that that will be it for our month of cults. So next month will be, I don't think we named our ne- next month yet. Mm-mm. But we are doing scary Christmas movies. Yeah, if it, if it involves Christmas, we're going to be uh, talking about it or watching it. <laughs> so we're going to be doing Gremlins, Krampus, and then two others. Yeah, one's French, and I think the other one's Polish. I may be wrong. The French one's called The Advent Calendar, and I'm excited to watch that one. Um, so out of, uh, how would you rate The Village out of five stars? Oh, goodness. We just skipped over that. <laughs> We're just saying, uh, The Village, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give it a hard score, a two out of five. I would give it a three out of five. Um. Back in 2004, when I watched this, I would have given it a four out of five. But uh, with time and age, my opinion of it has changed. So I'm going to give it a three out of five. Yeah. Well, when I was a kid, I probably would have gave it a five out of five because I was scared of it. But now being old enough to watch it and understand actually what's going on, the fear is definitely has decreased a lot. So I'm going to stick with my two out of five. Well, any further thoughts? Nope, that's everything. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Um, if you have any feedback or comments, you can reach us at shrieks and shiver um, podcast at gmail.com. And we will, we always look forward to hearing from you. So please um, send us some feedback. Yes. And join us next week. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye.